What's up, guys and gals? This is not an episode of, as a part of the canon. This is actually a very important episode with a very important person. I actually haven't heard this guy's voice since I think when I actually saw you because we don't, like we just previously, previously spoke before we got onto this recording, we only text every now and then. We actually haven't even FaceTime, not because we don't want to, because we actually are just busy. It's always Joshua's working graveyard, I'm working daytime, and vice versa. Or if we're just having an off day, we're having an off day, and that's just what happens, um, and your friends understand that, it's all good. So for the first time since seeing him at Hard Summer yeah. 2019, since, I, since we, a sweaty <laughs> summer night. Yes, a sweaty summer <laughs> night. After that, we had Canes with Bea, a yeah. fa- family friend of mine. Shout out. Um, Joshua Rosales is here for our year in review. How are you? I'm good. Actually, Joshua Rosales isn't even my legal name anymore. It's oh, uh, Young not? Easy. It's Young Easy Bae. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay, so you're taking taking a similar Captain Game Day mon- moniker, huh? Exactly. Should I should I change your name like like during in the uh, middle of this recording? Let's see. I could change it. Wait, how do you want me to? Do you want me to put capital Y? So how do you want me to? Y? The way I style is it is uh, yeah. Y capital Y uh-huh. uh, and then lowercase U N G N G. Capitalized E, capitalized Z, E Z, and then capitalized B, and then uh-huh. lowercase A K E, B A K E. I don't think anybody's gonna actually see this like on the YouTube recording, but you know, for for the team picture at the very end, we'll have it there. It's Young Easy Bacon Captain Game Day. Yeah, um, buddy. Oh, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> Young Easy Bacon Captain Game Day on the mic. You stylized it perfectly. This sound like we we sound like we host Sirius XM Radio because it's like <laughs> yeah, Young Easy Bacon Captain Game Day on the radio. On top of that, we're also doing a review that radio shows like to do in general. Um, this is the yeah. beginning of our sponsorship with Sirius XM. <laughs> Actually, no, at this point, Zoom. Shout out Zoom for being clutch. Oh, I know. You're you right. know, a lot of my podcasts that I listen to use Zoom um, to do recordings nowadays. That's how I got the idea of like, okay, I, if, if they did Zoom recording podcasts, I could do my own with this too. Low budget, you know. Yeah. My university gives me a student account to have a free Zoom account. You know, this is how, oh no, that means after I graduate, I'm not going to have this for free anymore. <laughs> Oh, no. You can't keep the student uh, email address? I graduated, like, more than a year ago now, and, like, I still have the... I'm still using that for free streaming services. (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut until, until, like, my account becomes permanently, like, terminated to the point that I have no access to any more services. (laughs) Pray that Zoom doesn't leak this data to to your school, to U of A. (laughs) Nah, 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 nah. Nah, that ain't going to happen. Um... Anyways, guys, very exciting episode. Um, I think I, I, I'm, if whoever's listening right now, I'm at the very beginning of this podcast. We're about like three minutes in. I'm going to learn a lot. And I, so I, hope I. You, I hope you guys too, when you guys take a listen to this. Um, I, I know, not that the previous episodes weren't important. I know that this is going to be one of the most, if not the most important episode, because we're actually going to take a recap of what exactly happened in the year beginning from January all the way onto this current moment in time and you know what we think could happen eventually um, what we are hopeful for and most importantly what we learned so absolutely so Joshua um, I don't think we need to know about no we're not going to count like September 2019 blah blah blah. we're going to start January 1st 2020 uh, the ball drops 
Um, it is the new year. How did it go for you? How did it start for you? I actually remember, I think about that day quite often because we celebrated like, you know, like as a big family reunion, it was the last time that, you know, I had such a big family reunion because um, a lot of my family lives up up there in Washington. Mm -hmm. And so they always come down for the winter time and stuff like that. Obviously that's not happening this year. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was the only one wishing my family members like, Oh, happy new decade. Everyone else was saying like, you know, happy new year. Right. Mm -hmm. I was saying happy new decade because I was like, damn, 2020, like it doesn't even sound like a real year. And you know what? (laughs) And you know what? (laughs) Now that we're at the tail end of it, it it still doesn't feel like the year existed. The year was just like, it's, it's going to be segmented off of history Mm -hmm. as like its own special thing. (laughs) Already. Already. Yeah. Already. (laughs) And who knows what's to come in the next, you know, through the remainder of the decade. Yeah. Um, all right. So my January, um, so my birthday, December 31st, Mm -hmm. I always have a celebration with my family at my place. Um, we celebrate my birthday and then we transition into the new year of 2020. Uh, everything is hopeful for me because this is my last semester or what could have been my last semester. I mean, it was, but you know, I, ah, it's sadly, no, it does count because I did learn somewhere along the way. Um, But at the same time, it doesn't because I didn't have those senior bar crawls, senior this, senior that, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, but yeah, i very hopeful for how 2020 was going to come down because there's just a lot of good, nice, fun events coming up, like the moment that the ball dropped. Um, so New Year's Day was really nice and hopeful. And basically two years, two weeks after my birthday, I was just anticipating, oh man, this is going to be the end. I'm going to have so much fun. Yeah. And by that, in that moment in time, my friends and I, we bought tickets to go to Waste Management Open, also known as Wasted Management Open, the golf tournament that everybody looked nice at. Oh, okay. um, so we were hopeful for that. Um, you know, and I was also just excited to go back out and hang out with everybody at the bars and do our thing go out on Thursday nights because, oh yeah, it's our last semester. Like we can't take these Thursday nights for granted and you know, really bad hangovers actually happened that month. So (laughs) really, really, really bad hangovers. So so are you sure that you actually remembered that month then? (laughs) (laughs) I I could tell you that it definitely breezed by because of how much I just slept through it because I just had like a, you know, so many tough scenes of nights. Like when I say it was bad, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I missed work and I missed my internship and I didn't get out of bed until 8 PM that night. Really? Yes. Damn. I basically, <laughs> so I, I got out of bed at 11 that next bad morning and pretty much every two hours it was just like yakking in a trash can, pulling trig and shit, you know, <laughs> like sounds like college um yeah and then uh, this is where it really goes downhill because the very end of that month that's when kobe died yeah oh um, was it i thought that was um that was, was it january that was the very end of january oh my god i remember that day too i um i think I'm, you I'm texted me i yeah i think i did you I, texted um, me i i woke up and i i woke up from like a a bad dream uh, I remember, really? I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember what the dream was, but I remember okay. waking up from a bad dream 
and my shutters were open and I could see that the, like the sky was really cloudy. And I think yeah. it was like somewhat sunny the day before or the days leading up to it. Yeah. So when I wake up and I see that the weather is like this outside, I'm like, that's weird. Like it just like in- instinctively, like I just thought like, that's really weird. And then like two minutes later, my, my baby, my little sister like comes into my room and says like, Kobe, Kobe Bryant died. I was like, what? Yeah. And it's just unbelievable. It's like, yeah, it really was. And, um, I live out here in the Valley. And so like, um, well, I, I now live out here in the Valley and mm-hmm. like he, he unfortunately passed in Calabasas. Right. So it yeah. wasn't, it really wasn't too far from me. It wasn't far for you. Yeah. yeah. Like, so it really hit home. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> that was, man, so much has happened this year that it, it, I can't even place where that happened. You know, I yeah. just remember it being a cloudy day. Uh huh. Yeah. What I appreciated from that day is because there was a bunch of random, like all, the people that reached out to me are, are all good friends, but they weren't necessarily people that I consistently talked to. Mm-hmm. And like what I appreciated about that day was that, you know, these people reached out to me because they realized how important, like, me and my teams are it's not just me being it's not just me being an obnoxious person about liking these Mm. liking these um sports whatevers right it's people realizing yeah this makes adrian happy and he's probably sad right now like i i appreciated that you know that's where i started to you know have light again you know because i remember the day that i found out i made sure that i wasn't gonna stay at home by myself yeah or else like i would just I, i i couldn't do it yeah so i did everything i could to make sure that i wasn't you know, at home, um, January ends, um, silver, I mean, not really silver lining. It just got better. It it just got better because I, you know, realized, okay. Um, I got a lot of support from a lot of people. So I think I'm going to be okay. Diamonds in the rough. I like to say. Absolutely. Diamonds in the rough. That's January. How was your February? <laughs> I feel like we already talked about one, like half of the year just through January. Just, <laughs> oh, we didn't even get to the big parts yet. Like really big parts. Yeah, yet. no, like, oh, man, it was a really, in comparison, January was pretty quiet. Yeah. So February, I think. February was when I started to kind of get into my groove um, that would continue pa- through the pandemic. Um, but I had no idea what was coming up. I just remember that there were three things that happened in February, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, one was, that was when I began taking LSAT studying seriously. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, another thing was I went to my college, I believe, Mm -hmm. I think, or maybe that was like at the, maybe that was like the last month, last week of February. So this is not, not chronological. I apologize. Yeah. Um, but I remember going to my college to visit like, um, uh, one of my friends who was presenting her uh, her group pro- her project her like senior project um to the program that we were both in yeah and i felt already like already only two months out like i felt really old mm-hmm. <laughs> i felt really old like just coming back um mm-hmm. because i was like I, I i had that realization that i was kind of shedding away like um like my college identity right you know and oh, uh, okay yeah which was like i didn't realize it then um, mm-hmm. But that's when I started to kind of realize is like, I think that, like, I feel like I can't totally identify with like the students that I'm walking by, even though I was just here like a few, few months ago. Um, Ooh, okay. But when you're like, when you're like detached from that setting, mm-hmm. it makes you, well, you're out of the bubble, right? So you expand yes. your perspectives or you gain new perspectives. And um, I hadn't really 
lived with my parents for more than like a couple of weeks when I was in college, right? So now that I like stayed a couple of months with them, like just interacting with people of all ages and, you know, like uh, different perspectives. It, yeah. I live in a really conservative place, even though, you know, I'm not conservative at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like, that's you know, right. I forgot. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, you know, like my, my college, I don't know if I should say it, but like, um, like where I went to school, it was pretty, you know, like pretty liberal, you know, yeah. like, you know, pretty progressive. I'd say progressive liberal is kind of even an outdated term now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, we're not even there. there yet. Can, can you imagine how much has happened this year? <laughs> we're not even yeah. there there yet. I know. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. So, so that happened. And then, uh, the last thing, oh, I had another thing. Um, it was LSAT. I, I went back. And I think I just went to like Merced to like, you know, like uh, for a bit, like, you know, just to okay. just to travel there and visit someone. And okay. uh, that was like really peaceful. Like, even though it was, it was at a college setting, like open fields, like cows and stuff like that. I really liked Merced. It was pretty okay. cool. Yeah, yeah I, always, I always hear a lot more good things about Merced. Like, it, I know it's it's always people growing up is like, oh, what's one of the UC rejects? And then I met somebody who actually went to Merced and he was like, yo. I'm glad people slept on us because oh, yeah. this is one of the most fun places I've ever been. I was like, you know what? I, I can understand that because everybody says that about Arizona in general. Oh, it's boring as fuck, man. And Riverside. Homie, college town. <laughs> the the pit feel, stop dude, of California. you guys have as much fun <laughs> as all those other UCs without disrespect. Sorry. You guys do. You guys really do. I, yeah. feel like, I feel like a lot of the Twitter content that exists from Californians are always just like, oh my God, UCR built different. UCR, UCR crazy. Of course, we UCR are, do this. <laughs> so We are though. There you yeah. go. Keep sleeping yeah. on our schools, man. Exactly. Um, my February... We go to, dude, my, my, I, I'm nowhere near the self-realization that you were at yet because I'm out here having fun. Like That was one no, of many. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so I go to Waste Management with my friends. Shout out Trent, um, Jack, Scotty. I, me and Scotty like drove the whole time. I should, I should have put Scotty up there first sorry man um bridget dell uh lily vu we we ran i ran into her I, but i was way too really? drunk i was way too drunk for that <laughs> like, like i always was um that was cool and then the week after that i went to i went to cali's pie fi formal that was fun um so it, it's just like nice senior year things just happening for me you know and then at the very end of that month shout out sierra took my grad photos I made sure I didn't know that there was going to be any pandemic that was going to happen, but I made sure that I would do my grad photos right before spring break. Uh, February, yeah, because our, our spring break was like early March, first week of March. I made sure that I was going to do my spring, um, my senior photos before spring break, because I know that right after that, everyone is going to ask for a photographer. Yeah. Everyone is going to crowd over those those popular places on campus to do senior photos. So I was like, on it right now that's how um, that's how preparedness takes you, you yeah know? i was like and not knowing that there's gonna be a pandemic next which puts us into march joshua how was your march yeah <laughs> now we're getting into it uh-oh <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> uh march was when i was like I, I i switched up my studying schedule a bit because i was like okay. i was really naive to think that studying six hours a day for this, for the standardized test was good for my mental health. Yeah. So I dramatically decreased it. And I was thinking, I, I had that, I had another realization, a temporary one, but I was like, all right, I went from 
being an undergrad student with a lot of opportunities and stuff like that in school mm-hmm. to unemployed. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, just, right, I, I got to apply somewhere, man. Just yeah, unemployed. just unemployed. <laughs> so I started like sending out waves of applications everywhere and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I remember I, I mentioned this because in the middle of it, I, um, my dad's birthday, Mar- March 17th, uh, occurs and stuff like that. We kind of celebrate it and we try to go get some food um, at some Thai place over there. And I go to the Thai place. And I remember seeing, they had like a little television screen mm-hmm. and that's when they were playing like, oh, like California is considering shutting down for at least two weeks because of the coronavirus. And I had already heard about it, right? I already yeah. actually heard about it in, um, in February. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I was like a little cautious about it, but I pick up my food from the Thai place. They had that on the TV and they tell me it's like, this this will blow over like in a bit like you know it's not gonna last like or they're making a big deal out of it mm-hmm. right and i was like yeah we'll see and now we're in december so <sighs> that was God. that was like that was the big thing you know and i i think uh i think everyone kind of remembers where they were when they started to realize uh, this shit's serious you know yeah yeah Oh man. Okay. So my March was, hold on. I'm just trying to make sure that I got the right date for something. Okay. It wasn't just yet. All right. We'll get to that in two. <laughs> we'll get to that in two months. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that in two months. So March, this is how my March went. Um, spring break arrives. Um, I remember, and I, and I feel, I still feel so bad that I, you know, had to cancel on going to, are you hearing like these dings by the way? No, no, not at all. You aren't. Okay. Thank God. I, for some reason, I, I just get in all these YouTube subscriber notifications coming out of nowhere. So I, I was, <laughs> I was hoping that you wouldn't get it. If the recording gets it, sorry guys, like <laughs> it's there, but you're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I remember I decided that for spring break, I would go home because I wanted to be ready for the chances that I would get interviews for some jobs that I could secure so that, you know, when I went, when I would arrive home, you know, not considering that there is a pandemic, I would have a job by the time I graduate. Right. Mm -hmm. So I I had, I had two opportunities there. Um, And I canceled on Vegas plans with my friends for that. Like to this day, I still feel so bad. um, But you know, it, I, I just had to do what I had to do. Um, right. th- thankfully, my friends like understood that like, okay, like go do your thing, man. Like this is, this is huge for you. So yeah. So I, I go home for spring break. Um, before that I got to relax because Trent, Jack, Bridget and Dell like came to California and we went to Disneyland. That was cool. And I remember a week after that, I, I, I went to go to one place. I'm actually not even going to mention like where these places were, but let, I go to one place, uh, play, like place number one was actually just an informational interview. And, you know, just so that I can have an idea, because the thing is the career that I, the master's that I'm studying and the career that I want to go into is actually healthcare administration. Mm-hmm. And I was going to go ahead and meet with this administrator. And, you know, the whole purpose of it was to just talk to this talk to this person, um, you know, just hear like what this person's path was like throughout their life and how they got to that point. And, you know, also let them know what I was currently doing and what I planned to do and what I could do that could help me or, you know, or at least just learn everything about this 
you know, that's just what you do for informational interviews to the point where after it was done, the person was like, you know what, let's make something work out. Let's Let's make something work out. And you know, that's where I was like, holy shit at a place like this, like after an informational interview, I all of a sudden get that let's make it work out and follow me up with an email, shoot me a resume. So I was, I, I, I was, I was on cloud nine that day. It, it was good. And, but after that I was like, okay, I'm not done yet because in after in three days I have another actual opportunity. Like this one was an opportunity just right there. Mm-hmm. So place number two, I go and I think I even told you this. I think I went off on you on a a text message about this. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but basically this opportunity, I've been in contact with these people for like five months. Uh, No, Mm -hmm. like not even five months, maybe like four, four months. Um, So I go to that place to talk about what I could be doing the moment I come home. The person that I meet with had no idea that, I was interested in anything to do with entry-level administration stuff. Uh And I was like, and I, and that person that I've been in contact with, unfortunately just didn't even show, you know, Mm. at the same time I had, I had wiggle room to be okay with it because that was when California's fear of, of COVID started happening. So I was like, okay, maybe this person just didn't even like come through because this is basically the very beginning of, you know, all that COVID stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So I kind of just let it slide. Okay. I was like, okay, maybe that's just how it is. Um, And then on top of that, I kind of, I don't know, everything about that day was just off anyways. Like it it was stormy, you know, it was like, it was, it was gloomy as hell. And you know, it, nothing went right. That sounds like an omen. (laughs) Yeah. I basically was waiting an hour for these people, for one of the people to just show up and, you know, show me around. And uh, when I got to talk to that person, it was literally just five minutes Mm. because right after I I told them exactly what I wanted, I I gave my resume and they were just like, yeah, this actually is not for you. If you wanted to do administration, like I think you should go actually go talk to that person because that person is the director of HR. And I was like, really a no show for this. Yeah. And because I was confident that day that I actually would, you know, get some sort of entry level, whatever, considering I've been talking to this person for what months now. Um, Yeah. Just updating this person every month, like how I'm doing. And, you know, they are just like, okay, good, blah, blah. You, You have a good, you know, professional relationship, you know? And then all of a sudden it was just, it, it didn't get there. Um, and I just remember going off with my parents. I was like, I, I just can't believe that I'm in contact with this person for this whole time. And then, mm-hmm. you know, like I wait for an hour only to talk to a person for five minutes and not getting what I expected. So, you know, that, that was just annoying. And then the rest of my March is basically, okay. My parents just said, okay, there's no cases in Arizona. I think it's safer that you actually stay there. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, they suggested that to you? They suggest, yeah. And on top of that, like my internship was with the campus health. Right. So it, it's a public health internship. So most public health kids are just like, all right, what a perfect time to be a public health intern. You know, right. I let's go back to Tucson. There was, there's no cases like, uh, you know, it was fine. It was a 
I mean, like nowadays it was a completely different world in Arizona still right. is. Um, <laughs> so yeah, my parents are just like, all right, the case, there's no cases coming up in that state at all. I think you should just go back, but you just, you better make sure that you're careful. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll do that. Um, I go back. It was literally nothing. There was no reported cases for that whole, I don't think there was like, I don't think there was any major cases that popped up in mm. March for us. So we were chilling. Like, like we basically just had to quarantine with each other. And you know, that's when we started doing social distancing Yeah, and at least trying to get used to it. So, uh, I mean, my friends and I, that, that month were, you know, very good at making sure that we only stuck around with the same people. Right. And, um, I'm just glad that for that whole month of March, up until I left early the next month, I, we were just with each other all the time. Um, but Jesus, I think that's where all the personal development started coming. Yeah. For me, because, um, God, what even, dude, my March was long. I just realized my March is actually long. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. So, we got to get through the whole year. Okay. <laughs> we got to get through the whole year. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a go by this quick. Uh, the whole month of March was spent basically quarantining at my own house. All the classes were online. Everything was um, zoom. All the exams were online too. Um, I was FaceTime. I was beginning to get used to FaceTiming people. Uh-huh. And I, all I needed was the same like five group of people that I hung out with consistently. But yeah. For the last, I remember the last two weeks of March leading up to um, the, yeah, the last two weeks of March, I spent that time doing my, okay, let's go for a walk because I just found joy doing evening walks around that time of the year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was fun. It was really, really nice. And like, that was something that finally got my head out of just being, you know, stuck you know i i had i had i had such a mental block that whole month and when i started doing evening walks it just started getting better and i was like okay let let me take in this these arizona sunsets one last time by doing evening walks every night so my friends note my my good friends noticed that i started doing that and they were just like hey you walk every night right and i'm just like yeah you want to walk with me and they're just like okay yeah like this is one of the last times that you know we, we get to actually talk to you so that those last two weeks of march were spent um, doing last walks with friends. Yeah. Uh, I loved That's it. That's good. Like, that, I'm glad. That, that was good. That, that I was think, really good. I think we're noticing a pattern where at the end of each month, at least for you, uh-huh. there are some diamonds in the rough each yeah, time. Yeah, it, it's know? crazy, man. It is. <sighs> Anyways, yeah, March is done. How was your April, Joshua? <laughs> <laughs> March was, to be fair, March was a long month. I just think that amidst everything else like that was going on like the one important thing was the news of the coronavirus like you know overtaking everywhere so it was like everything else was like blocked out of my mind i suppose april though april was another quiet month um because i i gave up on like applying at the moment yeah i was like fucking no one's even gonna hold interviews at the moment because of of this virus no one knows how to like you know we can't even shake hands you know at the at the start of an interview i doubt that they're gonna yeah. want to meet face to face yeah um and so um i just spent it inside studying and uh like you i started picking up some habits that would serve to be 
um, for the for the sake of survival um, mm-hmm. for the rest of the pandemic. Um, I mean, I already regularly walked my dog for his sake, but I started taking different routes and becoming more familiar with this city. Um, you know, because, yeah, <laughs> I, and, and I think that it, while there are some, there are many criticisms that I have of Simi Valley. Yeah, many, several. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I can, I can appreciate it by carving my own niche there. Um, but what I started to notice was that I was starting to feel like a bit of um, imposter syndrome once more. This um, is one I, of my favorite things that you always explain to me. For the listeners, yeah. Um, give give the listeners a refresher of what exactly that is. If I can. could, I can't explain it as well as someone like. Um, uh, Professor Yoso, I think, yeah, Terry Yoso, I believe, from UC Riverside yeah. um, and the sociology department, mm-hmm. um, who outlines this in a very, very great way. Um, but essentially, imposter syndrome is like when you're in a setting or in a place where you feel like you don't belong, um, even though most of the time you are deserving to be in that space. Um, yeah. I mean, when I say imposter syndrome, again, I reference the first time to be my, st- my time at Loyola. Um, which I don't have any disdain for. I'm very grateful for it because, of course, I'm, I build connections and meaningful relationships with someone like you. Yeah. Um, with the people that I hung around every day at that planner, like, you know, at, mm-hmm. at Loyola. I still talk to them. They're my co-hosts on my stream. Yeah, um, there you go. Yeah. I mean, we, we have a relationship that's like going eight years plus strong at this yeah. point, you know. Um, and I'm really thankful for it. What I mean by imposter syndrome in that setting is when you're the only, like, Latinx kid in an like predominantly white and wealthy um, yeah. class. Um, and you kind of come around from the neighborhood that this, this school is like set in, you know, like you're, you're more familiar of the neighborhood than anyone else in your class. And yet you feel like you're out of place because everyone else has a MacBook. I, I can't, I couldn't afford one at that time. Yeah. You know, I'm falling behind on notes and that makes me, and you know, like the teachers are adjusting to people who could take notes even, even uh, more quickly yeah. um, through things that they have access to. And yeah, we got um, wealth running in that place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, it, and it's really intimidating you. And, um, and it, it's sort of a negative feedback loop. That might not be the most appropriate phrase, but it's kind of like I'm falling behind on these notes because I can't take notes as quickly as someone who's typing them. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm missing material that reflects on my grades and, you know, like in a really competitive place like Loyola. Yeah. Um, like, you know, it's, you're kind of like, oh man, I guess I'm not as smart as someone that is, uh, someone else probably should have deserved my, my spot here at this school, mm-hmm. you know? And um, obviously there's more nuance to it, right? And I'm not saying that it was because of my lack of like access to a laptop, you know, that I fell behind. Obviously we had laptops in the, in, you know, in the things right there, right? In the, yeah. uh, I don't want to, what is it called? Cases? Little push carts? Carts, yeah. Oh, those, the those MacBook, those MacBook yeah, carts. Yeah. yeah, but even then you feel kind of self-conscious because it's like, fuck, I can't afford my own, you know, yeah. like, and, you know, so... I'm not yeah. saying that like, you know, I'm blaming anything else on that. I mean, I graduated, you know, in, in honors at least, you know, mm-hmm. and I made the most of it. Um, but then you also hear conversations of like, what'd you do over the break? Oh, I went to this place. I went to there. And I, Dude, haven't, even, oh yeah, my I haven't even, I haven't even left the country in like, you know, more than since I was in seventh, fifth grade, I think, you know, so it's like, you feel oh like an imposter my. there. Right. You do. That, 
total <laughs> that whole yeah. tangent or you know like explanation um bringing it back to how i felt in april um i'm in another place where it's predominantly white predominantly wealthy i mean yeah. i'm fortunate to, to be here but um and it's it's through circumstance and affiliations that we're fortunate enough to be here you know yeah. in this place and, and able to live in this nice uh in this nice house mm -hmm. um especially since i came from mid-city la um and so like east and hollywood, I miss it. East hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> and i miss it i go every time i go to la i, I drive by my old place I, I i walk by my old neighborhood because i don't want to um i don't want to forget where i'm from and i also feel like i'm more at home and more accepted there Mm -hmm. You know, whereas I'm walking my dog again, I'm one of the only few Latinx people that are like outside. And, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to fit in in this place that um, I didn't have time to get adjusted to because I was at Riverside, you know, for most of the time, you know. Right. And so the but the way that I started to deal with it was becoming familiar with the neighborhood. And, you know, like it's like each new neighborhood that I walk through with my dog or each park that I visited. It's not that I was like claiming the space, but I was like establishing myself. Like I'm becoming uh, like, I'm becoming a resident here. You know, yeah. it's no longer like I'm an outsider, like who's visiting Simi Valley and who just happens to like reside there. You know, it's like, I'm a true resident here, yeah. you know, and so, I think in general, like when anybody goes to a new place of anything, it it, it does take that adjustment period to, you know, oh yeah. at, mm -hmm. to at some point feel like you belong, you know, and mm -hmm. it it's not guaranteed that you're going to adapt and get used to that place and, you know, be able to call it home immediately. It always has to take time before you call something home. Sometimes right. you don't. Um, but the idea that you get to, you know, call it home at some point, like that's good. Mm -hmm. Like that's growth for you. And, you know, you're definitely your family, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. and I yeah. think, um, so what I also did like, uh, in April, like, uh, kind of separate from what we were saying was that I was, I spent a lot of time with my sisters, like a whole lot more time with my sisters. We would mm -hmm. start playing this, uh, like graphic novel game called Ace Attorney where yeah. um, you kind of like saw, you act like as a lawyer and like, you know, you read through a, a bunch of text and you kind of get involved in the story. And yeah. my sisters and I would just like spend like entire days in our, in my room, just like, you know, like uh, reading and solving cases and stuff like yeah. that. It was, it was really good. Um, but that kind of, that will lay the seeds to what happens in, in May. Oh we'll, my we'll discuss. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So April, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember because here's the thing like I, I had a lot of big lessons but the thing is like for me it'll be it'll be a little bit quick because um, it, it was simple lessons mm -hmm. so April beginning of it I say goodbye to like my close circle and basically um, yeah dude that sucked you know I wanted to leave that state and leave college knowing that I graduated, but I didn't like, I'm going to have to virtually graduate now. I know. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so that was just a really, really weird adjustment, but you know, I got used to it and I, I got closer to a lot of the friends and I, I realized how close I was to a lot of the friends that I made in college in general. So, you know, when I got home, I knew like, okay, these people are going to stick around. These people are going to be here yeah. for me. And to this day, I, I consistently talk to that group of people, which is good. Excellent. Um, for April though, you know, 
still getting used to online classes. And then for the first time in a while, getting used to living with my parents every single day for a long <laughs> and knowing that I'm going to be here for a long time. So yeah. if anything, and this is like a very common and reoccurring theme within April is that um, and, and in April and the months later on up until I guess when I started the podcast, um, my parents, my parents and I learned that I nowadays am I, I can speak up for myself sometimes. Like I, That's good. when, e- even though like, here's the thing at first, like we were talking about how me talking back was me, not me talking back. It's just me saying, responding. I, it's just me responding and saying what yeah. I think. And then I got like a couple of these things of like, man, what happened to my sweet boy? You didn't have, you didn't, you used to not say that you used to just take it from whatever we had to say now you mm-hmm. have something else back to say um and then you know we all as a family just learned that okay like i go away from college i get used to doing things a certain way i get used to you know acting a certain way i have grown to be able to speak up now and right. actually have a say because my my parents allow me to speak up when something isn't right for me you know what i mean mm-hmm. Or when I, when I, whenever I don't feel like something is right, that's why I'm a really bad liar because growing up, my (laughs) parents were always just like, okay, Adrian, like if you're not feeling well, say something, if something bothers you say something. And, and it was always, you know, we're going to find out either way. So there's literally no point in lying to us to the point that I can't lie to anyone and any of my friends, (laughs) you know, you, you just learn with them and, you know, yeah. that whole month of April was just relearning on how it was like to live with them. So how was your May? <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Well, uh, I got hired at, uh, at Boba time and uh, that was go. my temporary employment for a bit. Uh, and uh, I worked two weeks uh, just like kind of training and getting used to it. I, I started getting into the groove and stuff. And then my family gets COVID. And, uh, oh, wait, so, did that happen? Yeah. I don't think I barely mentioned it to anyone uh, oh, just because man. like, yeah. So the reason why I mentioned that, um, me playing video games, with my sister's like kind of laid the seeds for what was going to happen in May. Yeah. Um, like my sisters and I spent weeks in my room, like spending time together as close as possible. We were trading controllers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, like we were aware of the virus and we we're washing our hands, right? But like just the act of like passing controllers and stuff, they were they would be on my bed while I was on my chair. Yeah. Um, and we spent a lot of time together. And you know, I'm very fortunate. I'm really thankful. You know, uh-huh. um, I didn't catch it, but my sisters did. Both of them <sighs> did. Yeah, and they're both younger than I am, um, than me. I forget what the grammatical <laughs> is. Oh, uh, but... Caldwell. Oh, Caldwell. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> In any case, um, like, yeah, I mean, they, they're both younger and they both have asthma. And luckily, it didn't hit them hard, like okay. the actual COVID, right? Um, but it did, it did knock them out for like two days, uh, you know, and I'm thankful that their immune system was able to handle it. But to this day, they still cannot taste or smell um, as well as they used to. No um, way. Yeah, since May, they've, they're still feeling those effects. My mother also got COVID as well. Um, and 
it's it that one hit her hard in fact that's why we got tested yeah uh, because i remember uh getting ready for work one day and my mom was saying i have such a huge headache and she was saying that she had a cough she didn't have that bad of a fever yet yeah. um but she was starting to like um kind of feel those symptoms and so i suggested i'm not i'm not gonna go to work um and i'm just gonna sign us up for a for a test right and this was when testing like in la was kind of like getting off the ground yeah, um and so beginning right yeah, yeah so um i signed up for a northridge test a test in northridge um like the next for the next day we all get tested and one by one our results come in it took about a week for everyone to get the results i was the last one and uh my, both my dad and i tested negative mm-hmm. um which is really crazy it's really really crazy that we both did mm-hmm. um and you know my mom and my sisters were in quarantine for two and a half weeks like we wouldn't i barely saw them you know yeah um they would just be in another room but for my sisters thankfully because it didn't attack them that badly um like they just they just spent it like binging television and like you know spending time in their rooms and stuff um oh, whereas my man. mother was the more like affected by it you know and um she's still affected by symptoms that have probably permanently or at least um, remaining effects that will probably last there for a while, particularly yeah. in her liver. Yeah. Um, so, and, and it's also like affected her, her blood flow and stuff. So it's, it's fucked up stuff, man. Like yeah. it's not, it's not something to play around with. And uh, you know, I, I legitimately, I feel so terrible for people. Whenever I hear that people have like lost family because of it, because it's something that, you know, some things you can't avoid, right? You're going to have to touch items. You're going to have to be in contact with some people, right? But when I see people that are not social distancing or not taking this whole thing seriously, like it, I don't wish them anything bad, but it angers me, you mm-hmm. know, because I, I was there and I was scared, you know, and this was when we thought that this was like a very deadly virus, you know, mm-hmm. um, or at least we weren't aware of how severe it was. Mm-hmm. And to a to the extent we still don't know, you know, there's yeah, some we things still that still don't know. Yeah. There, sometimes my sisters complain that they can't fully breathe or that my mom still has these issues. And I'm like, I'm so scared that like something like that affected them all the way back in May is going to remain with them for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. or like impair something in their um, immune system that they'll never recover, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I also just want to make, make clear that everyone in my family was, uh, although it was it was something that they had to get used to. Everyone was social distancing. Everyone was like washing their hands like immediately. When we would come home from work or something like that, we immediately hopped into the shower. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it just it just got to us somehow, you know. And Jesus. Uh, yeah, but that was uh, – and then other stuff in May that um, was just really difficult to deal with in general. Yeah. But, um, like, it, that's <laughs> – The that big – okay, the big yeah, thing the in big May – the big thing in May, we're going to save that like for towards the end. Cause I think like, I think if we start with this now, like it's going to go way over <laughs> my curfew, yeah. <laughs> quote unquote curfew. Yeah. Anyways. Um, God. So my May was the first half of it was, um, it was good because that's when I virtually graduated. So there's that, but that like, yeah. It kind of, it kind of, yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> but it kind of just went away shortly afterwards because, you know, um, well, like this topic that I said we were going to say for like a little bit towards the end, it was a whole George Floyd thing, which basically opened up a rabbit hole of a bunch of right. different social everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it it really tested everybody's, um, it just every, it just tested everybody's, um, 
outlook of the world and their surroundings kind of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there's just, I feel like that's, again, it, it just really opened up the rabbit hole of a bunch of social like happenings. Yeah. And, you know, so that month was basically learning about that. And, you know, I mean, I got a temporary job, thankfully that month, but I remember, you know, that was also the beginning of like when I started to hit rock bottom because everything for me, at least starting in, um, starting at the end of May was becoming extra monotone on top of that. Everybody was also getting angry. So, you know, even yeah, though to put it lightly, <laughs> yeah, even though you didn't intend, for, intend for it to be like this, like, and anything you did just ended up becoming doom scrolling. Like at that, at that point in time, because What's doom scrolling. So doom scrolling is, um, okay. Let's say you go on Twitter, right? I rarely do nowadays. Thank so God. you but, go on Twitter or let's uh-huh. say you go on social media to pass time. And then it just becomes toxic environments all over. Like yeah, anything you see, see is just toxic content yeah. where you don't even intend to see it, but I you see. still I just see. mindlessly do it because that's how you got used to passing time. I'm like going to, I'm going to steal that term. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you, when you, when you're like waiting when you're waiting for somebody to show up at the mall like with your friends like you just doom scroll (laughs) (laughs) or you just mindlessly go on your phone and check whatever because that's just what you do yeah doom scrolling you're on the toilet doom scrolling (laughs) that was the that month like that the end of that month on top of like you know even like all the george floyd and all that stuff that was basically rock bottom which goes into i'll I'll actually start with june because i really had nothing nothing happened to me in june (laughs) so i went to i went to protest in june um i think in simi yeah yeah um yeah that was that was a very good moment for me oh man okay so sorry sorry i don't want to say for me i want to say for it was good for me in the sense that i saw that simi valley wasn't there there was there was hope in there because there there was quite a yeah yeah that's what i mean by for me yeah Um, there you go yeah but more so in general i'm glad that it was something that it, it's unfortunate that it had to come to this, that it motivated people to yeah. go out, of course. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. God. But and we'll I, also include that at the, at the, <laughs> at the end too. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Um, so like I said, June, it was monotone. I was mentally shit. Like my friends knew it. They were just like, yeah. my friends knew that I was not doing well. And that's when, you know, some of my friends are just like, dude, you're, I don't, you, you're not realizing your value anymore because I, at that point I was just so boxed in. I didn't talk, really talk to anyone. I didn't reach out to anyone as much as I used to, Mm -hmm. to the point that my friends are just like, Oh my God, like you really don't see how valuable you actually are. Like you're just being a stubborn piece of shit right now. Like I, I had, I don't call yourself that (laughs) I had, I had talks like that for my friends and, you know, I'm glad that they said that because that's when I started to become open to the idea of, of, okay, let me write stuff down. Like if I'm mm-hmm. going to talk to someone, let me go talk yeah. to them. Let me go call them. And then it, it worked out a couple months later, like, you know, that idea came into something great, but we're not there yet. Um, that was my June. How was yeah. your July? <laughs> July, I think was just also like kind of a dead month. Uh, yeah. Actually, I don't know. I think, I think July was when I started to kind of branch out in terms of uh music taste uh, uh-huh, because uh-huh, yeah 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 thursday tracks right dude <laughs> people yes. ask me sometimes people tell me like 
yeah it's kind of heartwarming to hear that people said like where are you gonna bring thursday tracks back i'm like oh, i, I know, was like, i was one of them you know <laughs> big fan, big fan oh, of thursday man. tracks right here hey man you know why you know why i stopped them because uh i had to go to a conference in october of last year uh-huh. and uh it was when uh what was it called jesus is king released and stuff like that and people oh kanye yeah, and like people that I went to the to the conference with, like wanted to know my opinions. And someone told me it's like, yeah, you're like Fantano, and I'm like, no, I have to stop oh, this. Oh no! Stop this! I can't. I can't be like. I, I can't be like Fantano. Stop man. the count. Stop the yeah. count. <laughs> I didn't stop want people to think I was like just like another Fantano, you know? Like, but that's when I, I guess that was a a big shift for me. But something I guess that I didn't realize at the time, literally until now, was that uh-huh. like. I started to listen to music like a little we bit less critically and we less talked about this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did. And I was starting to be less selective about my music. Um, especially when it came Fair. to hip hop, you know, yeah. because I, I did it for a whole year where I would listen to new releases uh, like immediately as they came out. So I like, so I would um, be able to um, post or share music that I thought was worth listening to, you know, and to an extent, wow. um, I mean, to a great extent, I'm really grateful that I did that. That was my resolution for 2019, yeah. uh-huh. but I got really burnt out from listening to new releases. And so, um, and, and from hip hop, you know, if no, I'm, it's if seriously I'm real, is yeah. tiring. Yeah. It is tiring. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I, I decided that in, I guess this was around the time because I remember it was just really hot and i was like working at boba time when i realized this was that i was like i'm just gonna i'm gonna listen to anything that i want to even if it was like you know like really some cringy shit you know like as long as i like give it a chance like i'm good with it right and i'm not Mm -hmm. forcing myself to yeah and that was another thing with new releases was like i see that an album releases and i'm interested in it but i genuinely just don't want to listen to it at the moment right like it's yeah. just not right for me mm-hmm. um so i would like write it down or i just like make a mental note of it and then i would return to it when i like i felt like i had time mm-hmm. and i was like i was able to respectfully pay attention to it right, right. Yeah, and i think and i think that's increased my enjoyment of music not only in hip-hop but like in music in general a lot like mm-hmm. I started listening to, or right now I'm kind of like in a shoegaze, like, you know, type of like feel right now, like mm-hmm. indie pop, shoegaze, and like um, rock electronica in some ways. Like um, there's this yeah. band from last decade um, called, uh, or two decades ago at this point, it's called Sweet Trip. Like I've been, I've been just binging their stuff. They have okay. really good music. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then um, I shared some, uh, some of their music right there um, yeah, on my sure. um, year roundup. Uh, I started listening to more Daft Punk because I was like, Dude, I need to go. They're so good. Yeah. They are so <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean, look, Daft Punk was a part of growing up because they've. Th- that's all- how I felt. Yeah. They, they were always a part of growing up. So that's why at some point I also did say, okay, I'm going to listen to them too. They're good. They're yeah. really good. And then also it, it really helps that Random Access Memories was our generation. Yeah. Like that was their return to like Even- our prime generation because we were in yeah. high school and random access yeah. memories came out even back then like i wasn't that big of a music uh file like yeah. you know but i listened to random access memories like all the time and i just yeah. stopped listening to it at some point just because i i guess music was wasn't playing that big of a part of in my life mm-hmm. um then but you know like this was the year when i kind of like reconnected with music and enjoyed it in a more casual way yeah but also in a way that i'm like really appreciative of it like yeah. i'm so appreciative of it i'm, I'm using these like 
dumbass headphones. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep it real, but like they're really good for like streaming and for zooming and stuff like that. Oh, I feel um, that. But I have this pair of headphones like that are specifically built so that it's like it creates a wide sound stage. You pick mm-hmm. up every single detail. Everything is so crisp and stuff. Mm-hmm. And man, listening to random access memories or just listening to music, like what I feel like kind I'm, of what headphones are that? Maybe I should invest in that. I think you should if you're if you can make yeah. time like out of your day to like really really listen to music. Uh-huh. Like they're uh, they're called uh, they're made by Sennheiser. They're oh, of course it's Sennheiser. Of yeah, course it's Sennheiser. Uh, Jubilees. I got them for like a hundred and seventy. I think it was like a it was my own it was my birthday gift to me. Sheesh. I'm out here spending a hundred, hundred plus on shoes. You're out here sending it on technology. <laughs> like, yeah, we have yeah. different. We really have different priorities out here, man. I know. <laughs> um, God, all right. So I don't know if this is the case for you, but I feel like for me, July and August were just basically the same thing. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. No, was yeah, no, Was it for you? I was going to okay. say the same thing, actually. Okay, yeah. so we're going to combine July and August because this is why for me it was the same thing everything about those two months were like a beginning of a new hope for me because Mm. that's when I got out of that first job and I was able to find the new job at the current place that I work at on top of that sports came back. So that's, that was like the first bit of normality that I could feel. Um, And you know, that whole, that month was basically just, you know, learning professionally, like those two months were learning professionally. And then within those two months, that's when I also decided to say, okay, like, I'm going to try to be healthy now. And what I mean by healthy is change the way I eat, like actually try to work out every now and then be consistent with it and stick with it. And honestly, like it, it, that doing that for those two months carried over to like today, because Mm -hmm. like, I'm glad that I have this routine. I don't think I get, I don't get tired of this routine. And um, yeah, man, the the new hope. July and August. What about you? I think, well, July, I've, I already mentioned that July, like, was dedicated, I guess, to, like, a bunch of, like, reawakening for music tastes. Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, and listening. Um, the other thing, I guess, is just, like, a working boba time. Like, I just, it wasn't the worst. It's not the worst job in the world. Fucking, yeah. when I worked at McDonald's, oh, ooh, <laughs> man. Yeah, that was, that was something else. That was something else. Oh, but no. boba time, boba time was good. I mean, I'm, I was... That was when I started to kind of reaffirm or kind of think more deeply about imposter syndrome because I started working like more consistently there. Yeah. And my, most of my coworkers were POCs. And I'm like, that's crazy that like everywhere I go in Simi Valley, like it's mainly like white older people or just white, yeah. white, just white people in general. Yeah. And then like I go to, <laughs> I go to this service place and it's mainly like, you know, POCs here. And I'm like, and yeah. I'm, I'm helping white people. So I was like, mm. <laughs> you know, but but beyond that, I had not to dwell too much on that anymore. Yeah. But like, but to be, but beyond that, I just remember like, I worked really late shifts and yeah. uh, they were kind of cutting into my studying just a bit. I would literally like during lunch breaks, I would like bring my books and like, you know, just study like for 30 minutes at a time and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Cause I didn't want to fall behind, but I just remember taking out the trash several times and like it being hot as fuck. Um, <laughs> and like, and me being appreciative that I had a job during a pandemic because uh-huh. a lot of people were, a lot of people lost it, you know? And so I wasn't going to take this for granted. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of the fact that I never got sick, you know, and I, and I also took a couple of antibody tests by then and yeah. I never got COVID. I just never got COVID mm-hmm. and neither did my dad, thankfully. Yeah. But at the same time, it started to kind of affirm. It's like, I need to 
like I need to find something that gives me purpose, you yeah. know, and this job, while I'm, I'm thankful for it, it's not it. Oh, another thing though. Um, yeah. The one thing that my job did allow me to do is uh -huh. save up enough money to build my first like true PC. Oh, and, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. I, yeah. I saved enough money from the first job, build my own, also build my own PC in July. Yeah. Like, good, thing, good thing we combined those months. Like, yeah, it, actually. Yeah. yeah so thing, like, I feel like, okay. I feel like the next couple months become like, the same thing too like because i think i could pair <laughs> i think i could pair september and october in a way you, yeah no well, actually in a way yeah, yeah. because but, like but the beyond re, that yeah. that's when it segments off a little yeah. bit the yeah the reason why for me i could say that i could pair september and october is because by that point in time i reached I reached that point in the quarantine where I was like, I didn't expect that I could get to this point where I could just be mentally like stable, you know, yeah. not like cloud nine and not feeling entirely successful because each day I, I do learn about something new from all of you. And Absolutely. also like I was still in class on so like constantly learning, but I was mentally stable because I got used to my routine. I, I could stick with this and, you know, just being balanced for those that's September, a perfect way that's for, a perfect way to describe september it. and october yeah. ju just making sure that i was balanced was good um it really took off because the lakers and dodgers both won so yeah october, buddy so, yeah um, that so I, I would say that's a nice homecoming gift for me yeah um those were how my yeah I, those two I, months God, yeah. those, those two months were yeah it, it was balanced it was balanced so, i'd say i would say balance for me started to come at the end of the year but yeah. i'll save that for for then september and october i think november was a really rough month was the rough month for me but in a in a good way september yeah. and october were me just kind of lost a, a mm -hmm. bit right <laughs> i guess i guess it's not a good thing that i say that and it was also the time i shaved my head <laughs> oh i do remember yeah. that I was... yeah but i mean like i did that intentionally and i'm glad that i did it because my hair is actually healthier than ever yeah but um but September, I, it was my birth month. Uh, I turned, I turned 22 and my sister saying, started <laughs> saying that I, I, I'm, I'm out of touch now. And to be this honest, good old Virgo right here, you know? Oh yeah. 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 Uh, what is it? Like I'm a rising Virgo. I'm a, uh, moon Gemini or something like that. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. My sun is a Virgo. My moon is a Gemini and my rising is an Aquarius. Um, I don't know what end. Oh, you're rising what... Aquarius. Yeah, I Dude, know. My, I remember... my rising is Sagittarius. <laughs> oh, for real? So my... I, I told I told someone my big three, and like they they immediately guessed. It's like, are you an anxious person? I'm like, maybe there is some validity <laughs> to this astron astrology thing. Dude, but in okay. any case, oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah. go go go. No, and then my my moon is Aquarius, and like they're just like, oh shit, you're a sad boy, and I was like, I can be. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. and then Capricorn Sun. That's why we get along. Earth signs, baby. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, buddy. You know, I didn't even but, um, learn about that. That I actually took a chance to understand that horoscope stuff this quarantine. Yeah, thanks so to, did I. Thanks to like <laughs> Lily Vu, our girl, you know. <laughs> Wait, she went with us to Hard Summer, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, she did go to Hard she, was, she went to Hard Summer with us. <laughs> she was in my she was in my pocket the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. Um, um okay. But yeah, September September was when I started to feel a little bit lost in who I was. I actually yeah. remember on my birthday, I wake, I woke up and uh, similar to when Kobe passed that morning, I, I felt like I, I saw the weather and I was like, something, something just, something just ended. It either just ended or be, or it began for me. Mm. And uh, 
it going into October, I, I was, I was, I, I'll, I'll reveal something really like intimate right now only yeah. because I feel like it was the, it was the beginning, like the true beginning. Mm-hmm. I, I found this park here in Simi Valley that I go to now frequently. And um, I started going there pretty regularly with my dog and just like, you know, I just enjoyed the vibes there. Right. Yeah. Like the vibes, my God. I enjoy the atmosphere, the vibes. <laughs> but I, on Halloween night, um, I, Spicy. Okay. it was, it was, uh, it was a long Halloween because I started to, I'm a bit, I'm gonna keep it real. I, I sat like, I sat like in the, in, a, in between two trees and no one was like, you know, like around the park. And I just, I kind of wept for a little bit because I was like, man, like this year, like just isn't going my way. You know, I was like, I just felt like, like I'm, I'm, I'm stuck studying for this exam that I'm just not, I'm not there yet. You know, I know that if I keep trying at it, I'll get there, but mm-hmm. like, I'm not there. And by then earlier that month in October, um, I was forced to leave from my job because uh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to work any more hours that would compromise my studying schedule. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, damn, my, my source of income is gone. And then um, some, some things were just kind of not working out in my personal life and stuff like that. And so I was just like, man, I, I don't know what to do. And um, I, there was no resolve that night. You know, I just kind of went home and like, you know, I hopped on discord and talked with the homies, but that was about it. Mm-hmm. The one good thing from October though, was that, and this is when I started to kind of find purpose a little bit Yeah, was that I started streaming. Uh, and that was the, that was the birth of twitch.tv slash young easy bake. Yeah. You know? And uh, like, I started dipping my toes in there. I started yeah. to kind of become more, more open to like putting myself out there in microphone and, and uh, yeah. eventually in camera. But like uh, it was, that was the only thing that was giving me happiness at that time because yeah. I felt really unfulfilled those two months. And uh, you know, like uh, we'll, we'll get to November and December, but yeah. you know, like that was, that was a, uh, that was when it was in the rough, no diamonds, yeah. no diamonds. Okay. A little, little bit of a rewind. I could say the reasons why those, those September and October months were balanced was because I started the Captain Anton podcast late August. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, God, that helped. Um, no, it does. Yeah. We'll get to that in the very end. Young Easy Bake um, and Captain Game Day. Oh, we're still us. on here. Yeah. All right. November. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> for, me, for me, it was just, I think, oh God, I feel, I, I could tell you, I, I don't know, man. It's weird. I think between October, no, between September and December for me was the same. Yeah. It was just balanced for I, me. Like I got family just coming in for Thanksgiving. I was hope, hopeful for that. Um, uh-huh. It was just routine. I just talked to my friends every now and then. I stay wired with class. God, Yeah. It's actually kind of strange that it was more balanced for me for those like past couple of months. So yeah, I don't even think I have much to say for the last couple. But for you, I'll leave the I'll, I'll leave the floor to you for November. Ah, uh, thanks, man. Yeah, I guess November November was probably oh kind of a reawakening. Yeah, uh, in a way, like not to get dramatic or anything, because yeah. my life isn't that interesting. Uh-huh. Um, but I would say that there was a version of me who existed before November, and yeah. there's the version of me now uh-huh. where I. I grew from the, from the rough in September and October and yeah. I had to make some pretty big decisions. Um, like in November things that, uh, I'm still kind of like, uh, developing from, yeah. but that was also when my streaming really took off 
in, in, internally, right? Like that's when yeah. I started to kind of get into the groove and uh, understand what streaming was all about. Um, I, I finished um, towards the end of that month, like the, uh, toward, at the end of November, like, uh, like, uh, like three mega books, like, you know, that will like stack up to here, like uh, in understanding the basics of the LSAT. And that yeah. was a huge milestone for me. Yeah. Um, and then I just started to kind of build myself in November. Like I, I started to do incorporate a routine that like, uh, I started to incorporate a routine that like would benefit me physically, mentally, and spiritually. Um, and then I was starting to build relationships with other people that I, uh, including my own family that yeah. I, I didn't think was like, you know, like that couldn't be built even further. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to prioritize different things in my life and just really evaluate who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I started to kind of come to terms with like things that I know I can improve on and things that I, I would even say are negative about me, mm-hmm. but to accept them and to not deny them about myself. Right. You know, oh, and not, man. yeah. Yeah. Because like, they're they're part of us right and like i i say that there was a there's a segmented version of me before november and the one that i am now mm-hmm. but i look back I, I have this journal i haven't even mentioned this i've been writing in a journal all month or all year rather all year and uh, i read back some of my entries and i'm like this was a really anxious person this was a, a person who was trying to figure out kind of everything at once and is um was trying to package it all in like a short amount of time mm-hmm. and now i'm like a person who Genuinely, I feel more at peace with myself and I'm more accepting of myself. Um, but I recognize that there are things that I want to um, improve on myself for the sake of other people that I, whom I love, mm-hmm. but mainly because I just want to be a better, better version of myself. I don't want to get stuck, you know, in, in one particular version, you know. Yeah. And so to kind of bring it full circle, like that, that feeling began when I went to Riverside in February and I started to feel kind of disconnected. And mm-hmm. at the time, I felt kind of like negative about it because I was like, man, like my identity is no longer of a student. Mm-hmm. But now my identity is like, <laughs> it could be Young Easy Bake. But <laughs> it could be Young Easy Bake, yeah. but my identity now is someone that mm-hmm. is like, I'm, I'm deserving of a lot of good things that happen in my life. And I'm not going to deny that, you know? Yeah. Um, you see, I, I also learned that too. Um, and it's because I have a lot of friends that, I just have such a good support system. Mm -hmm. I know that you know this and I feel like everybody is like this in general, but I feel like throughout a lot of my life, every close friend of mine at some point has always told me that they have never met a person who's harder on themselves than me. And I feel like that (laughs) applies to you and I, because you and I are outspoken in an interesting way, but I have gotten a lot of that this year just yeah everyone is just like you are way too hard on yourself you're harder on yourself than i'm hard harder on myself like yeah (laughs) that's just how i am and like that's why that's why i made stuff like this because i get to talk to you guys Mm -hmm. you know i get to talk to you guys we get to just talk about you know issues that bother us to the point that when i look back and listen to this these episodes and make these timestamps, i'm just like oh shit like i learned from this this bothered me mm-hmm. i can refer back to this because i may have said something you know knowledge like i may have spoken some wisdom that maybe i got disconnected from over time because i got carried away by life and then i could listen to like whatever a friend would tell me through that episode because you know exactly and because that's where i learned 
So I got a lot of that. And also like your self-realization that you mentioned, I, I, I felt that too. I can even refer to like, remember my solo episode, like your, your self-realization, I think self-realization for me happened when I made that episode. It's like, it was like talking to a mirror. Yeah. I was know? talking to a yeah. mirror. I was like, uh, man, this is me. <laughs> I'm going to listen to, I'm going to listen <laughs> yeah. to, I think I'm going to listen to it next year just to see how much I've grown and changed. Yeah. What, what, what has, and what hasn't, you know? And see, that's, that's the, that's the one thing that I think that we can all take away from this is that yeah. like change is a good thing. And um, you know, people are going to change. Uh, hopefully, you know, I think it's, it should be encouraged that people change, not in a way that you feel forced, you know, yes. but like develop yourself, you know, uh-huh. and I'm, I'm really excited about next year in the sense that I want to change some things about myself, but not to become a, dif- a completely different person. Yeah. But if life takes me that way, then I'm excited for that, you know? Yeah. All yeah. Right. And then, and then to wrap it up, like December, is just a continuation of that thing. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, for, I, let's say this for both of us, like you and I recording this episode right now, it, so the day this, the day this episode actually releases, which is, you know, the last day, the, no, the day this episode releases, it, um, revives a tradition that you and I always did, or at least yeah. tried to do the day before my birthday, December 30, 30th, um, we went to go watch star Wars, the force star awakens at, at, star Wars at, um, El Capitan. Great thing. And then, you know, we always made sure that we did something on that day. Um, we've kept the consistent and the day that this episode releases, this is a little bit of a commercial before we get to the big topic, <laughs> the, the commercial before the big topic, this, um, this tradition we kept alive, um, December 30th, we do something big just because, um, and the next day just happens to be my birthday. So yeah, that's it. Now the big topic, every social yeah. issue that came up as, cause the, the, here's the thing. These social issues didn't even it, it got sparked by George Floyd right. and then it just carried on to the rest of the pandemic of us learning and making sure that we communicate with each other and, you know, just grow to learn and just grow to be open and understand. So let me just start by this because um, this was building up to George Floyd. There was a span of time when I got into podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember my podcast always saying, why do I feel like every single time I see someone trending on Twitter, they just got canceled? Like, I remember, <laughs> remember that time where people were just getting canceled every day? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they still are. They still yeah, are. No, but like yeah. that time was so bad. I think they tried canceling Rocky Balboa. <laughs> For what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was like, it you're got, trying. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I mean, people Whoa. were canceling fictional characters written by other people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You see, it started around May and then like it, it started dying down. But the thing is like people, they, I was like, Rocky Balboa, you're trying to cancel Rocky <laughs> Balboa. Like, <laughs> I mean, no, like shout out part of my take. That's one of my favorite episodes. They were just like, oh, they, they meant they, they refer to something. They refer to like a movie and they're just like, yo 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 we can't talk about that and we're just like why oh you didn't hear he was trending on twitter he's canceled now damn it he's canceled (laughs) so (laughs) i was like oh my god what can i listen to what what can i what can i watch you know like you like it's for example you watch a show that's so good and then you you like search them and they got canceled and you're just like (laughs) don't watch the show anymore (laughs) 
<laughs> like, oh my god. Um, yeah. Quick rundown. How do you even feel about that whole thing? Like canceling people? Like about I, canceling? Yeah. Well, I'd say that, like, uh, since we like kind of got into this topic by segue of George Floyd, I'd say that the protests and um, the activities that surround them, all the social justice that are, that, are, that occurs there. Yeah. is very productive and necessary for a society to progress, right? Yeah. Um, when it comes to what we're talking about canceling, and um, I, I don't even, I, I feel like canceling is almost like an outdated term now. It's just like, you know, or shifting blame to someone for something that was said like a while back or taken out of context, um, not just yeah. through a tweet, but taken out of context like temporarily, right? Yeah. That's when it, I'd say it's like, um, it's reductive. I don't want to say problematic, but maybe like a little bit reductive yeah. um, because not everyone's going to see the value in perhaps um, like maybe giving nuance to something. Right. So mm -hmm. I don't know what happened with Rocky Balboa, but I would yeah. say that like, you know, like, let's take, let's take that as for example, right. Maybe something was said or maybe something about the character of Rocky Balboa was um, written at a time where, hypermasculinity was like really, really prevalent. It wasn't really questioned or second thought, right? Um, yes. But now that we are in a place in time when we can make more critical observations of that character, mm -hmm. then I think that there can be some commentary that can be built off and to be learned from. Mm -hmm. The issue is when you try to reduce that to a Twitter or to a tweet of, you know, like 140 or 240 characters. I don't know how many it is now, but yeah. because there's no nuance there. Um, yeah. You know what? Here's a perfect example. Um, no Name, who is like one of the most progressive artists that you could find, not just in hip hop, but in, in music in general. Mm -hmm. And um, I believe she said she made a comment about um, Beyonce's like uh, release of like a documentary or film or something like that. On, oh, yeah. On Disney, right? How she right. like... Um, she like I, I completely forget, so I, I I apologize if I'm misconstruing this, but um, she said something about how um, Beyonce was like you know like uh, f like filming things that like you know like uh, places in Africa or something like that, mm -hmm. but wouldn't like uh, but doesn't really like uh, donate or do anything like um, productive in the eyes of No Name, you know, yeah. and people were canceling her about it, and it was to the point where No Name had to deactivate her Twitter account for a while. You know, and yeah. it's it's a shame because like one can talk about censorship, you know, in, in terms of canceling, right? And I, I I'd rather not because that's more of a libertarian argument and I'm, yeah. I'm not a virgin, so <laughs> but, <laughs> but but like but the thing is that it's 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 difficult to have nuance when you try to contain everything um into what you think that the general population's expectations are, right? You can't talk about this, but then if we don't talk about this, we refute nuance or we refute different perspectives that we can all learn from, mm -hmm. you know? Um, there are some cases where people deserve to be, um, like, canceled, right? I mean, fucking R. Kelly, right? You know, or... <laughs> that was so <laughs> bad. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's just, that that's just so criminal, bad. right? Yeah. But, but, you know, you could... But people were in trouble for that stuff, like, before canceling was even, like, a thing, right? Yeah. Um, and so... And, and, and the other thing is that canceling came out of like the Me Too movement, which is another really productive thing that came out in our society at this time and place. Mm -hmm. But when you try to just um, apply it to everyone or not everyone, I don't want to say that. When you just try to apply it in, um, to things that aren't 
of that magnitude or don't deserve that magnitude, that's when you cheapen the word. That's when you cheapen the practice. Yeah. I, so you see, I never, the best thing I could always do is like, listen to what people have to say, but usually, you know, the people's behaviors, I just don't entirely know how to actually speak upon it like how to describe mm. that kind of behavior and describe why exactly that could be damaging to everyone and the society in general you know yeah. um it's, but you learn from it yeah, well, yeah you was learn a, from it. god i'm trying to think of another thing it was um all right so this like we're gonna get to one more topic but this is how this is how i'm gonna end that whole cancellation thing because one of my favorite things that was spoken, I, I don't know who said this and I, I don't know who quoted it. I will look for it. I will look for that quote afterwards. But um, there was a person that said comedy is one of the greatest forms of free speech because mm. it that comedy changes every year and yeah. it changes every decade. And, you know, what, why the change in comedy is important is because, okay, you learn that in the 90s, this kind of comedy was okay because it was accepted. But in the 2020s, comedy has learned that that is not funny anymore. And, you know, you got to change it up. Yeah. So comedy is ever changing. Yeah. And comedy still is one of the greatest forms of free speech. Like it, it's, Absolutely. A great, it's a great thing. You look at someone like Dave Chappelle, who's on stage now. He's almost not, he's telling jokes. And very, very layered jokes, right? Mm -hmm. um, but he's, at this point, like his, uh, his last one, I think, Unforgiven, mm -hmm. like he's just telling stories now. You yeah. Know? He, and, and one thing that will stick I need to with watch me, that. one thing that will stick with me from his SNL um, appearance, like was that he's like, I can't even speak the truth without even like telling a punchline behind it. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, uh -huh. that's so powerful, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, just to kind of cap it off in there, there are some things that I said right now that in the future, I'll probably disagree with or mm -hmm. say, why did I say that? That could have been yeah. word phrased better. Mm -hmm. But living presently, knowing what I know and, and what I want to make clear is that I'm open to learning. Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's something that I'll grow out and um, grow from. And I hope that like, we always keep that in mind so that we don't always like contextualize it to what we think at this certain time. You know? Yeah, of course. Oh man. So this is actually the last thing because I remember at some point, like I, I reached out to you about this. Mm -hmm. um, blaming capitalism. <laughs> um, That's funny. <laughs> all right, because all right, because I'm going to tell you about like why I have a tough place about it. Because um, here's the thing: it doesn't work for everyone, 100. Mm. percent like my, I mean, my family struggled in it, struggled, yeah. but at some point it took, it just had to take years for them to benefit from it. Um, what happened to like, how, how did it become a whole thing where it was uh, I don't even know if it's a meme. I don't even know if it's a meme <laughs> or if it's serious. Like, <laughs> I think you could tell by my expression. Yeah. Comrade <laughs> Sibol. We All will right. abolish capitalism together. <laughs> All I right. should have worn a red hat. I don't yeah. know, man. I mean, look, look, I'm not, I'm not someone who's well-versed in economy, and I, but I can definitely see how, how capitalism itself, especially in America, has damaged the lives of many people. You go, you go, to, you go, to, you go to Los Angeles, you, the true Los Angeles, not Hollywood, but even in Hollywood. Yeah. You know, like, and I'm not talking about your Hollywood, of course. I'm talking about, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, of course, of course, right? I'm talking about like, you know, 
the homelessness that you see outside, you yeah. know, and it's, I'm, this is all going to sound very, um, I'm going to use this word again. It's without nuance, right? Because yeah. I need to read up on it, but it's, it's a result of our economic system. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we are so afraid of policies and positions that could benefit people who are not in that really wealthy and benefiting from capitalist, uh, you know, like uh, perspective. Right. The one yeah. thing that I will speak to is like probably how capitalist has influenced us or has just been ingrained to us as Americans, like how we need to pull ourselves up the bootstraps. If we're not succeeding in life, um, especially like, let's say like right now in our young twenties, mm-hmm. then, you know, like you're falling behind. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're not deserving of like basic necessities, like a, like housing or, um, Oh Yeah we're in a fucking pandemic and we're denying free healthcare. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're denying stimulus checks because people in, in Congress, again, this is without nuance. Mm-hmm. Um, but like uh, people in Congress, like make the argument that it's going to make people lazy and not go to, to work or anything, mm-hmm. you know, like, and not yeah. um, help capitalism profit. Yeah. You know? Um, and again, that's without nuance. Someone will disagree mm-hmm. with me. If I do research on this, then I'll probably, yeah. I, I would probably rephrase what I said right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's where it gets meme <laughs> is that like everyone is somehow a communist on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so like, you know, <laughs> I've, been, yeah. I've, been off, I've been off Twitter uh, since It's November. not your kitchen. It's our kitchen. Yeah, it's our kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> our this kitchen. is our Zoom call, Adrian. So whatever you gain from Spotify, we split from this, you know, like, <laughs> you know, and like, you know, I think people, people genuinely just take the piss out of it, you know, about, yeah. you know, socialism or communism or anti-capitalism <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, but... And there are people that I know who are genuinely communists or communist adjacent, you know, and then there are people that say these anti-capitalist things that uh, oh. just, I, it's, it's flat on the surface. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's a meme in that sense. And oh, I, I like to make fun of them ab- about that stuff, you know? And so uh, I'd say that I will admit that, although I am still critical of some of the mechanisms of capitalism. Uh-huh. I mean, fucking, I wrote a research project about how capitalism like brands artists in hip hop, you know, like, so that like, yes. you know, they, they rendered them as objects out of, without their own yeah, will. They benefit them. They benefit from like their name kind of thing. Oh my yeah, God, yeah. we're going to open up rabbit hole, but like, that's yeah, a general yeah. idea. So like, I mean, you know, and that's capitalist in nature. Right. And so, yeah. um, but I'm not going to like, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I, but I will say that off, since I've been off Twitter and off Instagram and shit, like I've um, anti-capitalism hasn't been as much of a, of a thought in my mind. And Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to be honest, I feel a little bit like there's less weight in, Mm -hmm. you know, in my daily life. Not that I'm not recognizing it or anything. Mm -hmm. It just seems that I'm not, I'm not angry at something for the sake of being angry, you know? And uh, I think that when you're on social media, and uh, you're kind of in this bubble, you kind mm-hmm. of force yourself to be angry, yeah, you know, especially yeah. in these times. And I'm not doom saying that scrolling, they, doom yeah, scrolling. No, 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 yeah, it's doom scrolling. Doom and scrolling. I'm not going to say that I'm not going to say that there isn't or there aren't causes to be angry at or mm-hmm. worthwhile to be angry at. There's a lot that you should be angry about. Yeah, there's a lot that you should be uncomfortable with, you know, so mm-hmm. that you can learn and grow. But when it comes to the fact, like, you know, like I will never I will always just kind of like cringe at people saying like let's send people to the guillotine or death to you know death to the one percent i'm like y'all are so like (laughs) 
y'all are such weenies, you know, that you're not going to, you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't go through with it, you know, but uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. I know yeah. that we're reaching the end of your curfew. Yeah. So, all right. So I, uh, this is my, actually, I just thought of this right now. So this is my capitalism mic drop. All right. Yeah. So this is capitalism in a nutshell. Capitalism is good because it promotes a lot of people um, working hard and trying mm. to get their way to the top. And for a lot of people, it does happen. Capitalism mm. is fucked up because if you don't have those resources, you're fucked. I know. If you don't yeah. have the good resources that a lot of people have, cough kind of private school, even though I love my private school. <laughs> oh, shit. We got we got some perks from being just there. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. We're we're right. in a privileged position. Oh, you know? we were. Yeah. yeah. That's what I gotta say. All right. I'm so, not gonna say it's good or bad. There's always yeah. gonna be nuance into it. Oh my god. Now, Adrian, I know that you gotta leave soon. I'm yes. gonna kind of take some I'm gonna assume some creative control, but okay. we talked about yeah. this. Uh there is a uh I remember I texted you and the reason why I kind of hit you up was because okay. I was, I was watching the boondocks and uh, Huey Freeman like mentioned a poem by Khalil Cabral. And yeah. we were talking about, this is the title of the show of this episode is still like, don't say goodbye to 2020. Right. This is still don't say goodbye to 2020. Yeah. So yeah, I would say, don't say goodbye you, to this year. If you would allow me to recite uh, at least an excerpt of the poem, I don't know how much time you got. Go you ahead. Know, like uh, it's not long, but this is, a, uh, this is a poem that kind of deals with pain and loss. Um, it's by Khalil Gibral. I, I believe that it was written in, um, in Arabic, I believe. Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure, but if there's a, there might be some mistranslations, but uh, you know, this is how it goes. Oh, and the context of this is like when granddad had to say a few words for his um, frenemy in, yeah. uh, you know, at the funeral. And uh, he just says, Huey, say something deep. <laughs> and then yeah. Huey just... He recites part of the poem, but here's the poem in full. And we don't have to discuss this. This could be yeah. the end of it, you know, because mm -hmm. poetry is up to interpretation. But yeah, here it is. Your pain is the breaking of the shell that encloses your understanding. Even as the stone of the fruit must break, that its heart may stand in the sun, so must you know pain. Mm -hmm. And could you keep your heart in wonder at the daily miracles of your life? Your pain would not seem less wondrous than your joy. And you would accept the seasons of your heart even as you have always accepted the seasons that pass over your fields. And you would watch with serenity through the winters of your grief. Much of your pain is self-chosen. It is the bitter potion by which the physician within you heals your sick self. Therefore, trust the physician and drink his remedy in silence and tranquility. For his hand, though heavy and hard, is guided by the tender hand of the unseen. And though he brings, though it burns your lips, has been fashioned of the clay which the potter has moistened with his own sacred tears. There you go, guys. That's it. And so this this episode is titled this way because this year is shit, guys. But like but we're you, through. You learned. Yeah. You learned you a learn lot more, and you and grow when you get out of this year, and when you when everything is opened up again, whenever that is going to be, you're going to be a better person. I promise you that. Um, Absolutely. And I, I'm confident that, you know, in my, I'm more confident myself. I didn't think I would ever be able to say that. I used to tell myself, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like this a certain way. I can do this because I'm me. Bullshit. Like, I just learned. Joshua learned. You are going to learn. We're going to run through a wall. We're going to get the fuck out of here. All right. Yes. Um, Joshua fucking love this guy. Um, Likewise, man. I All think love. this episode could have been three hours, man. <laughs> Seriously. Not much has to always be said though. Oh, you know? yeah. I'm trying to say I'm trying to say more with less. Yeah. Um close remarks, you're all good.
Hey, follow me at uh, twitch.tv slash youngeasybake. We will share yeah. that. I will share his content. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, have a great rest of your 2020. Um, party responsibly. Yes. Thanks for flying and stay that way. Love you guys. Watch your hands. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>